Welcome to High Vibes and Grateful Heart, a podcast for women on the rise. So excited to be in the studio today with Jen Sullivan talking about her soul's passions. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Jen Sullivan. Hi, how are you? Good. It's such an honor to have you here in the studio today. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, and you have so many fun things to share with our listeners today. So let's dive right in. Absolutely. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your heart-centered work and sort of what's your why regarding what you do? Well, I am all about helping people find what empowers them. And what I personally do with that is I utilize psychic readings, tarot, astrology, and firewalking. Ooh, firewalking. Tell us more about that. So firewalking is a process where you can really connect with that element of the fire. And through that process, you work with the fire, you learned how to connect with it on a really different level. And eventually, the coals are spread after the fire burns down, and you have the opportunity to walk across the hot coals. And somebody might ask, why would I do that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and that's usually the number one question I get asked. <laughs> and it's about stepping into an empowerment. Indeed. We all walk hot coals every day through life. Um, some of us walk more than others. And it kind of gives people an opportunity to take back maybe something, a piece of themselves, power that they may have felt that they've given to somebody else. And there's something really unique about when you walk across those coals, the little things in life just don't seem as big. big. That makes so much sense. Well, as an Aries sun sign, this is, of course, intriguing to me. And I can't wait till we schedule one of our excursions to experience it this summer. Yes, I'm very excited to be able to invite you and lots of the members to be able to come and experience this really unique medicine. Oh, it's going to be so fun. So so again, you you do a lot of different things, the psychic mediumship and the uh, the tarot and the astrology and now the firewalking. When did you discover these passions and did you have to go through some sort of transition to find this heart-centered work? Well, interestingly enough, I was always the child that saw spirits and and talked to dead people. Um, so that was something that I always had. And when I was actually 11 years old, that's when I was gifted my first tarot deck by my father, actually. And um, so I I utilized tarot a lot. I actually started taking money for it when I was in high school. I love it. An (laughs) entrepreneur at heart. Yes. I was like the girl that everyone's like, oh, let's go to Jen and get a tarot reading. I love that. And I was in an all-girls Catholic school, so it was like really taboo. And so the girls thought it was really cool, you know, because they were like, oh, we shouldn't be doing that. (laughs) It's magic. Black magic. And... So that's so that was how that started. It was always kind of like a side hustle. The astrology I got into probably um, about 10 years ago. And I just really had the opportunity to, in the last year, start to transition over to it full time. Previously, my full time job was in the horse world. Yes. 
So I trained horses, uh, trained riders, and I also judged horse shows professionally. I still judge, but this is now becoming my life's work. I kind of got the message from Spirit in the Universe to kind of um, step into this more and more. It's so exciting. You know, we talk a lot on this show about sort of this these journeys that we go through right. in life to, you know, we try to, it's never a straight path. Oh, very rarely is it no. a straight path. And we take this sort of securitous route and we try different things and we learn and evolve along the way. But when we finally find it, we know. Like, yes. you know, you feel it in your entire body, your spiritual and energetic body that this, you know, that big yes, that big fat yes. And I love how you're combining these different tools um, and now adding the firewalking. Just it's sort of like the culmination of of this healing process. It really which is what this is all about. Right. And it's really about the journey and just not pigeonholing yourself and thinking it has to be a certain way. I bet some of our listeners might be curious just before we move on about firewalking. And I know the question in everyone's mind is. How do you do that and not get hurt or burn yourself? That's actually a really good question. I forgot to ask that earlier. Well, the process that we lead you through, it's not as though you just show up and there's a bed of coals and we're like, here, knock yourself out. Go walk across them. There's a whole process. And it's kind of like, you know, anything. If we're led through a process and we get to a place where we're in just a different mind frame, I mean, you look at all the things that you can accomplish when you have a certain specific kind of mindset. Right. And so it's going through that process and sometimes really being able to connect with the other people that are there that are sharing their experiences. Then you're like, oh, no, that person's been through the same thing I have and like making those connections. And then at that point, when you're invited to walk across the coals, now you don't have to. It's not mandatory, mm-hmm. but you, it's an invitation. Yes. Um, when you walk across those coals or have the ability to. You realize that you have all this support. You also realize that, like, whatever it is that you've been carrying that maybe you spoke about earlier, you're like, why am I carrying this anymore? Right. Time to release it. Time to release it. And the spirit of the fire is really beautiful because it transmutes things in love. So it's it's willing to transmute that for you. And the, That's the magic of it. It really right? is. Um, there are times that you can get little marks on your feet. We refer to them as kisses. Oh, I love it. And this is the really cool part. So you can then look at the bottom of your feet and see where you might have like a little tiny mark. Um, it's kind of like a little like red mark almost. Mm-hmm. And you can then look on a reflexology chart. To see where they are. To and what see where that are. Oh. So that can tell you, for example, like if I were to get one. Fascinating. Where my solar plexus was. And let's sure. say I was really working on, you know, some personal empowerment issues. Then I could be like, ah, yes, that makes perfect sense. I love that. And it can kind of tell you where some blocks are. Um, that day that I did my personal firewalk, I had some stuff going on where I had major blockages in my heart chakra that I was processing through. And sure enough, on my left foot, um, where did I have marks? Where the heart was. And then the other thing, too, is that um, I was, like, internalizing so much that I was actually driving my blood pressure sky high with this. And so the other marks that I had were on the adrenal glands, which 
controls blood pressure. So so fascinating. I didn't ever think about that, the connection with the reflexology. Yeah, so that's that's a really cool way to like look at that. And so I mean you can look at it as an energetic thing, or maybe there is something physical that you need to address going on as well. And you're like, you know, for example, oh, I need to exercise more, like, because that's going on. Or, you know, I've had stomach issues because I eat like garbage. And so, like, you know, it can be a reminder to reflect that way. Absolutely. And reflection. Oh, it's so cool. Thank you for um, explaining that. Of course. um, I think people that helps to people who are considering um, coming and joining us for one of these um, exciting adventures. Yes. What I find so fascinating about the work that we do as healers or healing facilitators is that so many people think that it's it's just about this lifetime, this experience. You know, many people believe we only have one, but really there's so much trauma that extends long before ancestral trauma. Do you, do you work with that with people and how does, how do you incorporate these tools? You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because actually during my training process while going through the firewalk training, I actually had this really massive past life experience come through. Um, I was really struggling one day, and it was with everything, building the fire. I was knocking down logs, you name it. I just could not function. I was like, what is wrong with me? And I actually ended up when the fire was lit and burning, it's like something came to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Not only did I in previous lifetimes experience being burned at the stake, but I also was a person that had sentenced other people to doing that as wow, well. Wow, that's deep. I just got goosebumps all the way yeah. up down my chines. And, um, and I'm so grateful that the team that I had, not only the um, person that was leading the entire uh, group through this, but also the members that were also going through the training with me were so supportive. And it was it ended up being this really massive clearing experience for me. But I mean, I was like meltdown city. I was crying. I was sobbing. I was like, I can't even believe this. Yeah. And it was it was a really powerful experience, but also like incredibly clearing and just also recognizing in that recognition aspect. Yeah. I mean, I think and like anything, right, when we go through any of these kinds of group experiences, even if you're not the one you know, experiencing the quote unquote healing, there's so much healing for everyone who's holding that space for you because we're all really complicated and um, whether whatever you believe, you believe. But the reality of it is, is that we're not like life is full of um, bumps and, 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 you know, (laughs) bumps and bruises. Absolutely. And we can, we can just like swallow all that and not deal with it and not face it. Or we can, Really allow ourselves to feel those things, to revisit them, and to heal from the trauma or the painful life experiences. And I think that's where we're all learning to go now instead of stifling and stuffing it down, which we were, you know, probably all taught to do for generations and generations. And then we just continue to pass the trauma down, and that's no good. So, And I truly believe, too, that there are times that we break through these these blocks that we have, um, whether it be past lives or generational things that are passed down to us that we might not even be aware of, but we do something and it could be as simple as going to a yoga class weekly or 
getting into a meditation routine or any, it could be anything that we actually end up breaking through these blocks. And we might not even be aware that we're breaking through them, oh, but clearly. you are changing yeah. that, that like you're, you're breaking that trauma cycle and the energy around it. And I think, too, that's a big thing that can occur with the firewalking as well, that people can, you know, break through these blocks that they're not even necessarily aware that they have, but they're just like, I need to do that. Mm. You know, and they just feel this, like, calling to that experience for whatever reason. Absolutely. And the the astrology is another thing that I know you've, you've shared with us um, some of your experience on the astrology where you actually don't just do it for people and individuals. You've done it for businesses, right? Yes. Talk about that a little bit. Well, everything has an astrology chart, which is beautiful. The United States has an astrology chart. Everybody's business. Um, you know, anything – the stock market, the individual stocks have astrology charts. So this is stuff that you can all utilize and you can use it to be beneficial towards you where you learn not only about the individual stocks or the individual person, but in regards to like a business, it might be like, okay, when are you going to launch something? When are you going to open that office if you're opening like a physical location? Even... I remember when I was um, getting my LLC in place, I remember speaking with the lawyer being like, I want the LLC to be like the paperwork to be signed within like this time frame. Sure. And thankfully, she's very spiritual. And so she was kind of like, oh, OK. And she asked me why. And then I told her and she said, oh, that's really cool. Because I said that's going to be the best astrology for this particular time frame. Probably should have talked to you before I signed the lease for, for We Breathe Wellness on March 1st of 2020. <laughs> before the world shut down. That was um, a good life experience for me. <laughs> well, I think that was one of those things that um, so many was very unpredictable. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's just, you know, it's crazy. Um, well, I love – so anyway, I love how you combine all these tools. Who, who might you say is your ideal client and why? The people that I find that are naturally drawn to me are those that are seeking some form of empowerment. Yes. And they know they have it in them. They just might not necessarily know how to tap into that. And, you know, for example, astrology can be utilized where if we sit down and we look at your chart, we might be able to say, okay, like these are really great strengths that you have. These are some weaknesses. But how can we really play upon your strengths? Like, what are your goals? What are things that inspire you? What are your passions? And how can we take that and, like, really ignite that? Absolutely. So it's like taking the information, sort of the science behind the right. stars yeah. <laughs> or the planets, and then applying it to what that person is going through individually. So exactly. then how would you differentiate the psychic mediumship offerings from the astrology, for example? I think for some of our listeners, that would be helpful. Well, I do naturally have a lot of intuitive thoughts that come through. Um, and there are times when I'm looking particularly at an astrology chart where, like, I might just kind of get a, a hit, so to speak. But what I like to do with the individual is I will say to them, like, this is not something that I'm necessarily seeing in your chart. However, gotcha. Yeah. I'm kind of getting this message coming through about whatever. And so I think that's important to understand the differences and also explain the differences to the client. So that way they understand, like, okay, this is what's like in the chart, black and white, like these are the transits that are occurring. 
this is how, you know, these different oppositions are happening versus like I'm getting these kind of vibes, these messages that like this might be impactful for you. And it could be anything. Right. So it's kind of like the information versus interpretation, maybe. Yes. Like in terms of just differentiating that for people. Yes. And I know when you do a number of different things like this and you have a number of different gifts, it kind of it's all very integrated for you. But I think for our listeners to kind of understand the difference, I think that's super helpful. Um, And then so. It's so much, first of all, so much fun that you're putting your energy towards all of these amazing um, offerings for the world. So tell the audience about the, the accomplishment that you are most proud of in your life. I think the one that I'm currently the most proud of, and it's kind of interesting because, you know, your perspectives change throughout your life. You know, years ago, I would have said probably my most proud moment was being having like unanimous wins at really prestigious horse shows um, with my own horses or watching clients like achieve that, sure. which is still really beautiful. However, currently now that my life is like kind of shifting, my personal biggest accomplishment in recent history would be completing my firewalk training. That must have been intense. It was very intense. And it was, I, I, I kiddingly say it's the craziest thing I've ever done, the best thing I've ever done, and the hardest thing I've ever done. Most of us say that about parenting. (laughs) I think firewalking could be put on the same same par. And it's, yeah, it was the best thing I ever did. It was a six-day, really intensive training. Um, The container that we created was really beautiful. I was able to train with four other individuals that all came from really various backgrounds, And um, our fearless leader, uh, Travis Preston, was really fabulous. And he led this group. And just it was really an incredible experience. But there were times where we would kiddingly all say to each other, we feel like we're on a really weird reality TV show. (laughs) And we'd be like, are there cameras hidden somewhere that that we are not aware of? That would actually be a cool reality TV show. We actually talked about that a lot where we were like, that would actually be an amazing reality TV show to do like a six day. So we were kiddingly telling Travis, like, you should do that. (laughs) It's a great idea. And and where did you do that? Where did you go for the training? It was in New Hampshire. Okay. Um, And it was just a really beautiful experience. It was like the hottest week possible. Of course. It was in August. Add some fire to that. Right. It was like, you know, and we're spending, I don't know, 12 plus hours a day um, sitting around a fire, building fire, fire walking, but really also talking about all these different experiences that we've had throughout our lives and the patterns that they created for us. Mm, absolutely. And how has that impacted us? And like, are we willing to break through that? Like, and what do we need to do to break through that? That's what my whole book is about. Breaking patterns of these limiting beliefs, these subconscious, you know, programming that we have that, exactly. that you know, first of all, you have to become aware of it and then and then shift it. But when you do, it's life changing. And, right? and the other thing that was so interesting is because the individuals came from such different walks of life. But yet, you know, we all had kind of like the same core things that we were all kind of dealing with. Sure. You know, whether it be self-worth or seeking something new, break, like just knowing that we needed a massive change, you know, so that was the beauty of it is that even though we were all so different from various different walks of life and different people were on at different points in their spiritual journeys, like 
we all were really the same connected and yeah and, and you know we talked about that you know a whole human con- um, excuse me conscious communications thing right you need that safe space but to be able to recognize those shared common experiences just brings people together in a in a whole new way right you know for really deeper understanding and i mean there was a lot of laughs too oh, i sure. mean there was a lot of tears there was a lot of like laughs but um, we really became a family. Mm, sounds all like a of beautiful us. experience. And I mean, we still all talk to each other sometimes almost daily, like, you know, texting or physically picking up the phone and really supporting what we're all doing on our own journeys and, you know, showing up for each other, That's which right. is really beautiful. That, it, oh, it sounds like it was it was fantastic. Oh, and I'm so grateful that I was able to like I mean, you know, I believe in past lives. I believe that I have worked with all these people before, that we have all been connected in various different ways. And I'm just, like, so grateful that this is the way that our souls have, like, come together in this lifetime. I love it. I mean, I know we experienced that a lot at the at the center where yeah. we're like, oh, yeah, we were burned at the stake together. <laughs> you're, you're I know like, you. We were, you're like, we were definitely so yeah. feelings because we yeah. argue. Like, I, I know you. <laughs> I love it. It's it's really fun. So um, one of the things that we chat about a lot on this show is just sort of the journey, but also, like, the um, – you know, the, the life challenges, the, yeah. the things that we face and, and how we work through those things and how they've, what they've taught us, the lessons, right? Right. So what do you feel is, I mean, I know we've all experienced loss and grief. I know you on a personal level. We've yeah. chatted about some of that stuff. But what do you feel is the most significant challenge that you've faced so far in your life and what has it taught you? Well, when I was 18, I actually um, fell off a horse And it was not the horse's fault. It was just kind of freak circumstances. And I actually broke my back. Oh, my gosh. So here I am, 18 years old, senior in high school, have, like, life completely planned out, right? Like, I know exactly what I'm doing, how it's going to work. I know everything about everything because I'm 18. Of course. We always do. Right? I know all the things about life. Hello. Sure. And that instant, (sighs) just, like completely derailed, like derailed me. (laughs) I can't imagine. And I had to actually relearn how to walk. Um, They weren't sure if I, the doctors initially were not sure if I was always going to need some kind of device to help with that. And of course, me being the stubborn person that I am was like, not only am I going to relearn how to walk, I'm going to be riding and training horses again. Of course you are. And... So it's interesting because it hardened me a lot. Um, And then as, of course, I've gained more knowledge and experience, I realized that it taught me a lot of compassion that I didn't have. Yeah. And how not to be a victim, right? Like you you really, you're going to either accept it and move forward or you're going to sit in it and be like. Right. Because. Paralyzed. Right. In more ways than one. Yeah. And I think because at that point in my life, yet again, you know, you're 18, you think you know everything about everything. I was very much like when someone was struggling, not that I wouldn't lift them up, but I was the like, go pick yourself up by the bootstraps. Let's go kind of vibe. And that was kind of like, get it together. Come on. Whereas that taught me that you just don't know what people are going through. You have no idea whether, I mean, you know, they might be in a walker or something, and then that's a more physical, tangible expression of that. But you don't know what people are dealing with. And so it really forced me to learn compassion in, like, 
a really different way. I, that that that's amazing. I did not know that about you um, until today. So thank you for sharing that very raw and vulnerable <laughs> truth. I mean, I that's quite something to go through at that young age. Yeah, and yeah. it and it changed my whole life. But right. I mean, I'm grateful for having experienced that at this point. Of course. Um, so I always love to ask women this question because none of us like to answer it, but we're getting better at it. But what, what, Jen, do you love most about yourself? It can be a physical trait, a personality trait. Just what do you love about you and why? I really like that I have this ability to be able to talk to anyone almost about anything. I kiddingly say I could have a conversation with a brick wall. Um, and, and they would answer you. And they would answer me. <laughs> And um, because I, you know, always saw spirits as a kid, I would just be talking to, you know, people would think I'd be talking to a wall or something. And so that's great. And so I, I love that. I really love like connecting with people and just kind of listening to their stories and finding like a common ground because we really all have more in common with each other than we even realize. And if you just take that time to start hearing someone's story you're going to find a thread there that you can really relate to. Absolutely. And and we have all these preconceived, you know, ideas about one another. Remember, we talked about this whole human library concept. Yeah. It's like if you just take the time to listen, to learn, to ask questions, you you get a whole sense of a, of a person and, and what, you know, how they've become, to, you know, to where they are at this point. It's. I, I think it's fascinating and, and, you know, definitely something we are all promoting in, within our community. Right. Um, and I think it could make the world a better place if we had a little bit more of that I think willingness so too. to just see the, the commonalities. I think know? we have more commonalities than differences. Totally. We just start putting labels on things and creating the differences. Right, because we're <laughs> programmed to do that. Right. To compete and to, you know, differentiate. Yes, you exactly. Know? It's so interesting to me. Um, so I happen to know that you are a super, like, creative person and that you make beautiful, beautiful things. So can you talk to people about how you express yourself creatively? Yes, absolutely. I really enjoy working um, with crystals. Crystals is like a thing. And I love them very much. I have far too many. And so one of the things I like to do is I like to be creative with making crystal jewelry. Um, This can be necklaces, bracelets, and I also make um, additional healing tools. So you actually have one of the I wands do. that I've created. I love my And wand. so this is just like a fun way for me to play with crystals mm-hmm. and then also create. So that's one of my favorite things. Um, I love to paint. I haven't done it in a while. and I've been really itching to get back to it. I can't wait to see your painting because I do have some, you know, quite a few pieces of your jewelry. I do have my beautiful selenite wand with the crystals on it, which I love and I use prior to all of my healings um, that I do for others. So I love the work that you put out there. But I also love the fact that you, you know, you have this outlet. You found a way to express yourself creatively, which is so important, right, for us to feel balanced and, and happy and healthy and whole. Yeah. And it also is like meditative in a way. Sure. You know, so and just like. Putting, you know, getting in with the energy of the stones, vibrating, figuring out which ones want to be together. Sure. What you can create energetically. So that's a whole beauty in itself as well. It's great. Um, do you have a favorite? Do you have a theme song? I always like that. Tat. Do you? If you had one, what would it be? Okay, so um, I love Korean pop music. I'm kind Ooh. of obsessed with it. <laughs> now this is something we didn't know about you. No. 
I well, my music tastes are very eclectic. Like if you look at my playlist, it's just all over the boards. But I do love Korean pop music. Um, a lot of the students at the barn, K-pop is very trendy. They got me into it, and like it just was a rabbit hole, and I love it. Um, <laughs> I love a it. lot of my friends are like, please, can for the love of God, can you shut that stuff off? But I really love it. There's this one actual um, Korean rapper. And her name is Jessie. She's actually from New Jersey originally. Oh, how funny. Yeah. And so she has this one song, and it's called A Match. And it's literally all about finding your personal spark, getting your fire relit when when you feel like it's put out. And it's so impactful, like the lyrics in it. And it's all about, like, picking yourself up, but also allowing yourself to be vulnerable and having others help and support you too. Oh, that sounds so like right on par with the work that you're doing in your soul's passion. Right. And it's so interesting because when I first heard the song, um, part of it is in English, like it goes between the two languages. But there was something about the song that I was like, this is so empowering to me. Even the lyrics that I, I didn't know, there was just some kind of connection there. So, of course, I researched it and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is literally... Like, all-encompassing about... Your message. My message. And so that, for me, it's like I play that song, like, all the time. Well, we'll be taking a listen. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's so cool. I love Korean pop. I have to check that out. So um, we have a lot of listeners on that yes. are, you know, many of whom are probably kind of feeling like they're, you know, trying to respond to the cravings of their heart. Maybe they're feeling a little stuck. They want to take a leap, but they're just not sure um, how to move forward. What advice do you have for our listeners, uh, just anybody who's kind of on the verge of something big? I feel like you, the key is like not getting too into your head. Like yes. get out of your head space and into your heart space and like into your body. Also, um, I think it's kind of fun to kind of almost go into that childlike space where you're like, what can I play with? How can I experiment? Um, you know, and just allow yourself to experience a lot of different things, whether it be modalities or different types of healing and really see what resonates with you personally. And, you know, because you're going to find what is exciting for you. Right. You're going to find whether it be yoga or breath work or fire walking or, or a combination of all of the above. <laughs> right. And you're going and just allow it and don't feel like you need to have it be one specific thing either. Yeah. I love the playfulness of it. You know? Yeah. I think it's experiment. Really, it's an experimentation. And also you're not like there's no finish line. Right. Right. So don't feel like, oh, this person's so far ahead of me. Because we naturally go there to that we place. We're back to that comparison thing. Right. <laughs> you know? And so like, oh, that person's so much more spiritual than me. Who yeah. am I to say I'm more exactly. spiritual than anybody? I mean, right. and so therefore, it's like just allow yourself that play. I love that. And don't judge yourself with it. Like, just let it be what it's going to Give be. Give yourself some grace. Yeah. Girl. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Um, I know you have a female tribe. You probably have several. Um, uh, tell me what purpose that serves for you. You know, it's interesting because um, the female tribe, I grew up in two masculine uh, dominated industries between um, my family's business that's in the auto industry and then the horse industry is also very dominated. So I was very tapped into like my more masculine. So being part that doing energy, <laughs> the doing energy, but also like there was an aggression sure. about it. Yeah. Like it was like, got to do it. Got to do it done, now. Push through. Yeah. Right. And and I mean, it served me very well for a lot of things. Don't get me wrong. But 
We need both types of energy. Exactly. And so connecting with other women, when this is a huge part of my process, actually, in this transition period, is like really working with women, women healers, really tapping into like what that divine feminine that is. sacred feminine, right. right. But also knowing that that definition is a definition that has a million things to it. Absolutely. Because I think there are times where, and I know I personally experienced this, where I was like, there's no way I can be that because I had this conception in my head of like what it was supposed to be. Sure. And then as I've grown and learned more and, you know, gotten rid of my own patterning, I realized like that definition can be whatever I want it to be as long as I'm incorporating it into my life in a productive manner. Right. It's just, it's really that being energy and allowing and accepting and receiving. And But you can't, it's like anything. You need all of this to be whole and balanced. Right. And, and I think people get tripped up because they, you know, they think they have to lean to one side or the other, which we do throughout life as right, we're ping-ponging along. Exactly. But, but I think having that awareness of centering and having, accessing both um, types of energy is what makes us, Complete. Yeah. And don't and don't feel like it has to be a specific label. Yes, for sure. Because it, it doesn't. Whatever it is for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. I love that. Um, tell us one thing. I know we're running out of time, but <laughs> one thing that people may not know about you. I'm actually, I've already learned several today. I know, right? Um, I'm actually in the process of writing a book. Whoa. I yes. love it. Tell us what it's about. Um, well, I actually have a couple that I want to write, but this one has been a passion project for me for many years. It's actually a historical fiction novel. That's amazing. And it actually uh, takes place during the 1860s in Japan during the Bakamatsu War. And it actually revolves around um, a core group of samurai called the Shinshingumi. So, and I've had to do a lot of research. I don't know why I'm so drawn to this. Because you were probably there in one of your lifetimes. One of my lifetimes, (laughs) or several, who knows? But. I'm so fascinated by it, and so um, I'm working on that. And That's so, so cool. Yeah, so it's been this passion project for a long time, and um, hopefully I'll get it done within the next year or two. You that's, totally will. That's really Let's what put it I'm, out there. It's the goal, and I'm working really steadily towards it. So. I love that. I love that. Yes. Um, well, as somebody who just went through the process of, of writing and self-publishing, it's, it's um, scary and also extremely um, freeing. To, like, just put yourself out there in a way that you've never done before. Right. So it's, it's like that courage with the vulnerability piece. It's it's pretty exciting. Right. Um, and my grandfather was a writer on my mom's side. And so that was really beautiful. He published over 20 books. Wow. And so he was always very encouraging so to me. So it's in your blood. He was always very encouraging to me to write and share stories. So it was beautiful. Right. Oh, that's so great. And one last question. All right. Okay. Um, I wish we could talk all day. I know, right? What do you wish there were more of in the world? I really wish there was more compassion in the world. Mm. And more importantly with the compassion is a lot of us are very good at being compassionate towards other people and really getting into that place, which is a beautiful place that we all need to explore and mm. honor But we really, I feel, as a whole, need to also be more compassionate towards ourselves. Totally, right? That's where it starts. It has to start there. 
And I know I was very compassionate towards other people and their experiences. And I, I yet again had someone point out to me at some point, be like, why are you not showing that level of compassion to yourself? Mm. Yeah. So we, d- we don't tend to do that. No. And, and it's so important. So now I try and do that first. <laughs> That's good. Put your mask on first. It's taken yes. on a whole new meaning. It really is. I know. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, it's like uh, bizarre. And I, and I actually tell that story all the time. Like, we, we're told to do this. Yeah. You know, put your mask on first and then assist the others. But we forget about that. We do. We do. But it's all part of our learning and evolving. It is. So, Jen, in, um, this has been so fun, and I love I love being in your presence. And I just oh, I know that you. that your story and your just the things that you've shared today are going to be of so much interest to our listeners. How can they reach you if they want to um, learn more? So, right now, my website is under construction, but it's Jennifer Sullivan dot com. Okay. Um, it should be up and running soon, hopefully. But you can find me. Uh, through social media networks, and also, um, obviously, if they contact you. I was going to say, you're listed in our She Breathes Balance um, Collaborative Directory on our website. Exactly. So that is a great way to also get a hold of me. Or come to the studio and see Jen in person. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here today. It was my sincere pleasure to spend time with you. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. This has been lovely. And I know we could talk all day. And we might just (laughs) keep doing that after we say goodbye. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. You too. Until next time, I encourage you to practice high vibes and keep a grateful heart. With love, Janet.